You are listening to Joe Radio. Radio. Listen, advertise, share. Good morning, noon, evening, night, wherever in the world you are right now listening to this. Welcome to Joe Radio. This is your boy JC Vibes, and we have a power pack program for you all today. We have, of course, you hit your scripture. We have today not one but two, so we have a double dose of motivation for you all today, as well as your health segment. And of course, we top it off with some great music. So, how about we get this program started? It's time for your hit your scripture, and today's hit your scripture is taken from Psalm 76, verse 7, and it says. Thou even thou art to be feared, and who may stand in thy sight, when once thou art angry? I'll say again, Thou even thou art to be feared, and who may stand in thy sight, when once thou art angry? And that was Psalm 76 verse 7. That was your Hitya scripture. Yes. 
It's time for our first motivational segment and it is entitled, Go Get Your Dreams. Dream. That's a powerful word. You'll get knocked down many times chasing your dreams. You'll feel like you don't have the energy to get back up. You don't have the strength to get back up. You will feel like giving up is the only option. When you're hit, when you've been knocked down by life, that's when it's time to hit back. That's when it's time to hit back. Many people get hit by life, but they never hit back. Are you going to stay down or are you going to decide to get back up? It takes courage. It takes confidence. It takes a strong mindset to get back up when nobody believes in you. There's a lion inside all of us, but some people decide to never let that lion out. Many people keep that lion locked in his cave. Are you hungry for that dream? Are you willing to fight for that dream? Let the lion out. Get hungry for your dream. Go hunt your dream. Talking about that dream won't take you far. Working will. Donalds will tell you to be realistic. Haters will tell you to quit. You are the only one who can go and get it. It's your dream. No one will chase it for you. No one will hunt for you. No one will support your dream but you. There's a quote that goes, everyone wants to eat, but a few are willing to hunt. Everyone wants to succeed, but few are willing to put in the work required. Stop limiting yourself. You can make your dream into a reality, but it will only take one person to believe that it's possible. It will only take one person to put in the work. That person is you. There's plenty of humans before you who have accomplished big things, who are living their dream life. They've done it. That is proof you can too. It is proof that you can live your dream if you really want it. You are the most dangerous enemy to your dreams because only you decide when to quit and give up on your dreams. Only you decide when to kill these dreams. You're more powerful than you even know. You can change the world with your dream. But it only requires you to get out of your comfort zone and unleash the inner lion. It requires you to let the lion out of its cage. It requires you to chase your dreams no matter what. If you have a weak mindset, if you're afraid of taking risks, you will never get far in life. You will never get that dream with a weak mindset. Create a mindset that keeps you moving even when others quit. Life is unpredictable. It's full of surprises. You might be closer than you think. Your dream can become a reality if you refuse to quit. Be like a lion. Never back down from the challenges you face. A lion never stops chasing his prey until it catches it. You never stop chasing your dream until you live it. Dream big and never let small minds convince you that your goal is out of reach. It may be out of reach for them, but you know better. Believe in yourself. If you are in the way of my goals and dreams, I suggest you move.
We are heading into our second motivational segment and this one is entitled The Character of a Champion. Because whatever works with the hundred will work with the hundred million. The principles are just the same. It's just more zeros. And there's something defective in your leadership and you have to perfect it in the microcosm of obscurity or you're not ready to be a champion. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Favor and trust are critical. David, uh, Joseph passed every test of trust. Every test of trust. He comes into Potiphar's house. He gets the keys to all the Potiphar's stuff. He's running all of Potiphar's stuff, and he's a stranger. He's not even a part of the family or of the system, and he's running everything. Another thing that favor will do, favor will give you an opportunity to live in stuff you don't have to pay for. And there David is running around in the palace and not making the payments because God gave him the favor. And he had the favor because he had the trust. And even when Potiphar's wife comes after him and tries to destroy him, he said, I cannot do these things. It wasn't that she wasn't fine. She might have been fine as a glass of chilled wine. But he still didn't do anything with her because he said, I cannot do this thing to my master. He trusts me. And it is the premise of that trust that gave him favor. And yes, he got attacked. And yes, he got brought down. But there's something else that you have to understand about divine favor. You can push favor all the way down to the ground, and it will always rise to the top again. Because if you got the character, you may be down for a while, but you'll come back up again. Can you be trusted with advantage? Can you be trusted when you're on top? And they put David down, and they put Joseph down in the prison. And there he is in a place where he ought to be feeling sorry for himself because he got there for doing right. He ought to be bitter. He ought to be angry. And there he is ministering in prison because God could trust him. His heart was so strong that even when he was hurting, he would still rise up and minister to other people. God could trust him. And out of that, his gifts began to operate. Even when they operated and other people got out and he didn't, God could trust him. And then all of a sudden the light shines on him and he gets an opportunity to escape the prison. And he goes to the palace. And now he's in the palace and he's the prince of Egypt. And he's running everything in Egypt and he's a Hebrew boy running all the things in Egypt. Because when God gives you favor, it will work on people who don't look like you. Real favor and real trust should not be discriminated. It should not be an outcast for any group of people. It ought to include everybody. You cannot just serve the Baptist. You can't just serve the Methodist. When you really have favor, don't let anybody put you in a box, not a political box, not a denominational box, not a racial box, not a gender box. When you really have favor, you cannot deny any people group of that favor. You have to serve everybody. I go everywhere. I go to Africa. I go to Venezuela. I go to South America. Anybody that invites me, I don't care about your color. I don't care about what you sing. I don't care about how you shout. I am not in love with how I worship. I'm in love with who I worship. I'll, I'll sing anthems. I'll light candles with the Catholics. If God opens up the door, I will go in there and minister because this gift is not mine. You share it with absolutely everybody and it will take you to places beyond human comprehension if you'll stop being prejudiced. And for the record, black people are some of the most prejudiced people I ever met in my life. Lord, this tape ain't going to sell. That one last night might work for you a little bit, but this one here is going to give you some trouble. Prejudice and tribal. Bitter. 
If you don't sing the right songs, if you don't have the right beat, if you don't do it the way we do it, we sit there like thunderclouds waiting on you to do it the way we do it because you're small-minded. Suppose you get to heaven and they're not singing like you and they're not shouting like you. Can you have church in another dimension? Because truly great men can function in another dimension. Go through the Bible and look at people like Paul that God used amongst all cultures and nationality because he loved who he worshipped more than he loved how he worshipped. Look at Moses, who was raised a Hebrew, educated as an Egyptian, able to be multicultural in his thinking. He could function in diverse dimensions because he was not in love with one people group. Joseph is a Hebrew. All of a sudden, he becomes the prince of Egypt. Can God take you beyond your borders? He could take Joseph because he could trust him. And then comes the big test. The big test is the one that's tied to your childhood scar. All those other tests are okay, but the test that's tied to your childhood scar, that little bitty boy who needs to be acknowledged, that little bitty girl that needs to be heard, that little bitty person who is in this position because you need to be up front and talking to people because nobody listened to you. Every one of us has something in our life that's a struggle for us, and some of us are not even uh, um, self-inflective, uh, reflective enough to be able to understand our own mechanisms. You understand what everybody ought to do but you. You've not examined yourself. You're a prophet who doesn't have a mirror. You can see everywhere but you. But until you can see yourself, you're not ready to serve. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's a dangerous thing to have a prophet who doesn't have a mirror. It's your mirror that keeps you balanced. It's your mirror that makes you humble. It's your mirror that makes you speak the truth in love. And we've raised a generation of prophets who have no mirrors. Because if you have a mirror, you can restore a brother considering yourself. But if you don't have a mirror, you will attack a brother because you... Oh, don't, don't bother me. Can I go a little bit deeper with this? And all of a sudden, Joseph finds himself in this situation. You tell me when to quit and I'll stop. But uh, Joseph finds himself in this situation, and here comes his brother. Now, you know this is difficult because they threw him in the pit, and they took his coat. And Joseph has an opportunity to destroy them. Look at his heart. He's weeping. He's weeping because he missed them. He's weeping because he missed the people who destroyed him and betrayed him. Look at the level he loves on. What level do you love on? Do you not know that love has levels? It has capacities. When somebody else says, I love you, and you say, I love you, they don't mean the same thing. They, they're sincere, but they're holding a cup. You're holding a gallon. It's not the same thing. When you marry a cup woman and you're a gallon man, you're going to be miserable the entire marriage, not because you don't love each other, but because you don't have the same capacity. And the Bible talks about being unequally yoked. There's more to being unequally yoked than finding somebody who's saved. You can be yoked to a cup person in a gallon world. David, Joseph loves on a level that's mind-boggling. He misses them. He's connected to them. They are his people. They are his family, dysfunctional or not. Can you love somebody who's messed up? Because until you can love somebody who's messed up, you're not fit to be a shepherd. You're not ready to be a leader. It's like being a doctor who don't like sick folks. What kind of mess is that? A mortician who can't stand funerals.
But I know, I know preachers who love crowds but hate people. They love crowds. Man, doc, you couldn't get them in there. Doc, they was lying around the wall. Doc, doc, they, they was everywhere. They're all over the back. Doc, you couldn't see for the people. Doc, they was coming in there two on a mule. Doc, they were everywhere. Can I see you, Pastor? Oh, I don't have time. Doc, they was everywhere. I'm telling you that. No, Pastor, oh, no, no, don't be about that. No. You love the crowd, but you hate the people. Joseph could be trusted because he had this heart. Uh, and uh, can I talk a little bit about that heart thing? Often when you have the heart to love on that level, you hate the heart you have. Because to love on that level makes you vulnerable. <laughs> to love on that level makes you lonely. Because you have a gallon capacity in a cup world. And people don't understand you. And often you will hate the heart you have because it makes you feel like a sheep amongst wolves. And you will mistake it for weakness. But your strength is what you have been calling your weakness. I feel, whoo, glory. I feel a spirit of ministry in here. There are many of you who have despised your own heart. Wish you were tougher and wish you were harder and hidden your heart from people because you wrongly think it is weakness. But what you have called weakness is your greatest strength. It is the only reason God chose you. He does not need your skill. He does not need your mind. He doesn't need your voice. He doesn't need your talent. He chose you because of the part you hide the most. He chose you over your heart. He chose you over your spirit. He chose you because you can't stay mad at people. He chose you because you'll help people who did you wrong. And there you are trying to hide it from everybody because you feel weak. of my soul God you preserve me Redeemer take control You're the light of my life You are bright in my sight God you making me see All the things I can be You're the light of my life You are bright in my sight And God you making me see All the things I can be Sunshine girl, you're the light of my life. 
Coming up next, we have our health segment and we are going to be talking prostate cancer and prevention. Get ready for that. Prostate cancer is the most common cancer and the second leading cause of cancer-related deaths among men in the United States. The prostate is a walnut-sized gland behind the base of a man's penis below the urinary bladder. Its function is to make seminal fluid, which is the liquid in semen that protects, supports, and helps transport sperm. In this video, we will talk about some of the natural ways to reduce your risk of prostate cancer. 1. Learn about personal risk factors. Some of the major personal risk factors for prostate cancer are age and family history. The risk of prostate cancer increases the older you get, although approximately 75% of the cases of prostate cancer have no pattern or order. About 20% of those with prostate cancer have cases of the disease in their family previously. More than 80% of prostate cancers are diagnosed in men over the age of 65. 2. Exercise regularly. One great way to possibly reduce the risk of prostate cancer is to exercise. Some studies even indicate that your risk of cancer decreases further the more vigorous you exercise. You should do aerobic exercise at least 30 minutes per day for 5 to 6 days out of the week. 3. Have sex more often. Another way you can reduce your risk of prostate cancer is to have more sex. According to an Australian study, if you masturbate three or four times per week, you are 34% less likely to develop prostate cancer by age 70. Along the same lines, sex also counts towards the total number of weekly ejaculations. The finding could be explained by the flushing out of cancer-causing agents during ejaculation. 4. Reduce the amount of fat you eat. You can reduce your risk of prostate cancer by making dietary changes. In order to help lower your chance of getting prostate cancer, you should eat a diet that is low in fat. According to numerous studies, there is an established link between a diet high in saturated fat and the development of prostate cancer. In general, fat should not exceed 30% of the total daily caloric intake. 5. Increase your soy intake. Increasing the consumption of soy products is another dietary option to consider to reduce the risk of prostate cancer. Soy products contain isoflavins, which are natural compounds that act like estrogens. In laboratory tests, they have been proven to inhibit the growth of prostate cancer cells. Try to incorporate soy products such as soy milk, tempeh, miso, and tofu into your diet. 6. Brew green tea. Drinking green tea may also reduce the risk of prostate cancer. Brewed green tea contains high levels of polyphenol compounds, particularly catechins, which may be protective against prostate cancer. Try to brew yourself a cup with breakfast or lunch to help lower your risk of cancer. 7. Increased natural vitamins and minerals. There are some supplements that will naturally help you fight prostate cancer. Naturally occurring folate, a B vitamin, has been shown to reduce the risk of prostate cancer. You should not take folic acid, which is a synthetic form of folate, because it has been found to increase the risk of prostate cancer. Now, if you like the video, give it a thumbs up and share it with your friends. For more health videos and natural remedies, subscribe to our channel and click the bell icon for instant notification. That way, you won't miss any video from us. Also, don't forget to check out our other health videos and recipes on our channel.
Okay, folks, thank you for listening, liking, and sharing the program. Remember, you can like our Facebook page so you can be immediately notified when the program starts. All right. Thank you again for your listenership. This is JC Vibes heading out of another Joe Radio program. Don't just exist, but be a blessing. Take care, people.
Tell you in a short story upon, but all I have is my voice and this guitar, and you have my heart. Oh, I love the way you hold me by my side. You'll always be it's like each and every day, make you special in some way. I love the way you hold me in your arms. I'll always be it's like each and every day, every day. I love the way you hold me by my side. You'll always be. Make each and every day oh so special. I love the way you hold me in your arms. I'll always be. You take each and every day, make it special. 
我没有。